0: All right, I'm going to skip the intro music today. That was a chant that happened in New York City. There were also protests showing support For the terrorist attack in Israel, uh, in Washington, D.C., all across the uh, United States, and the absurdity that this happened worldwide, including here, just demonstrates the fact that so many people have lost track of what the reality on this ground happens to be. They've lost track of the reality that the Palestinian people that are still currently living in the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip are under the thumb of terrorist organizations. They haven't voted for and elected these terrorist groups to be their leaders. They have been intimidated and forced into doing so. They are brainwashed. They are promoted. They are kept in fear and terrorized as well. So the Palestinian people, those people that claim the mantle of being Palestinian, that are recognized as such around the world, despite the fact that there has not been a true Palestine in a very long time, the fact that most of the people that are today referred to as Palestinians are actually refugees from Jordan, who were expelled because they made an unsuccessful attempt at the royal family there. Uh, All of this, it does not matter. What matters is terrorists are in charge. But what really, really bugs me more than anything is the fact that so many people all around the world have come out supporting them, including office holders in this country. They deny the reality of what's actually going on in Israel and how Israel and how many times Israel has tried to reach a state of peace. But what bugs me even more than that is the reaction to this terrorist attack from office holders and from talking heads, from experts in the field, because none of them have yet to connect all of the dots, a few. A few brave souls have had the gumption, the ump, to say, well, Hamas isn't capable of doing this without help from Israel. We'll get into that, but here's what needs to be said right now. Not help from Israel, help from Iran. They would not dare attack Israel openly without help from Iran, but what they fail to connect the dots even further, what they don't want to tell you, what they don't want to say, the little secret that's not so secret is that Iran right now is part of a new axis of evil. It's an axis that we have discussed multiple times on this show that you should be hearing from other people. And what I'm concerned about is it only seems to be and I haven't heard it yet, but I'm going to presume some others have done it. People like me that are away from the mainstream legacy media, that are away from the larger, more monitored channels that are supposed to be independent, that are willing to stand up and tell you Iran doesn't approve this, doesn't move this money without an okay from their partners in crime. That means this was an act of war committed not just by Iran against Israel, but it was an act of war also committed by China and and by Russia. That axis of evil is real. North Korea is in that cabal now as well. We know that, but they've always been a satellite state of China to begin with. I'm going to catch my breath. I'm going to refocus. We're going to look at specific stories at this point, but I am now going to play the role in music.
1: Minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men and I won't be ruled by the damn duet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. The unions always ask for more All we buy is made on foreign shores Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay I've got to be free
0: the damn UN. All right, everybody. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats. Of course, I think a lot of you probably feel the way I do. So it'd be hard to classify it as being a fantastic day. However, we do need to count our blessings for at least as long as they exist. And I say that because what we saw in Israel, It's something that certainly could still happen even here in the United States, especially since our southern border has been left so wide open for so long, especially since the days of Barack Hussein, al-Akbar Obama, we have had a majority of border crossers that were coming in illegally from other parts of the world besides Mexico and points slightly further south including from Arab nations, uh, predominantly Islamic nations, uh, from China, from other parts of the world where people are living and currently would very much like to do harm against the United States. Terrorist attacks are always a possibility here because no matter how good of a job or how bad of a job our intelligence people may or may not be doing at any given moment in time, it still comes down to the fact that in order to prevent those events, they have to be right 100% of the time. The terrorists, the would be terrorists, they only have to get it right once. They only have to get lucky one time, and innocent Americans will pay the price. But as we've seen, it's not just Americans at risk. Our allies are at risk, our friends around the world, those who are willing to stand with us as a nation, even when our current administration is unwilling to do the same. Oh, sure, Uh, Biden will go up in front of a camera, and he'll give a speech that he believes sounds strong and powerful, but his feebleness still comes through, and nobody believes it. Nobody's buying it. Nor should they. We flee Afghanistan the way we did making a mess and leaving our allies and even leaving American citizens behind. We ignore the fact that uh, we have things going on on our own border and we continue to funnel American taxpayer dollars and our military goods and hardware to a Ukraine effort that has no off no plan, no real discussion, and no real way to replace our own military hardware and equipment without raising taxes, because we're spending more, all in an effort to funnel cash back into their own pockets, and we know that to be the case. Ukraine is the world's cash laundromat for those who are in need of laundering it and has been for a long time. But all that's irrelevant at the moment. What is at point is what has occurred. Israel is currently in a state of war with Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They don't have clear-cut borders. They're not the only terrorist organization that is also being funded and given marching orders from Iran. You also have Hezbollah. You have others in the region that are on board with this effort, that will be happy to cooperate with them as well, because they want to keep Saudi Arabia from normalizing relations with Israel. They want to put the kibosh once and for all on the Abraham Accords. They don't like the idea that Arab nations have been able to get along and normalize relations, and that good things happen when you treat your Israeli neighbors like friendly neighbors. Right now, U.S. officials reportedly uh, are out here saying, as of Sunday, that being today, October 8th of 2023, they're saying that preliminary reports show that at least four American citizens were killed and that seven others have gone missing after the Hamas attack. Series of attacks, multiple terrorist activity however you want to define it. But after Hamas launched its multiple front attack on Israel, we have four that are known to be dead, and there's still seven unaccounted for. So maybe they're dead too. Maybe they're among the many kidnapped victims that have been taken back to be used as human shields in an effort to try and slow down the Israeli response. Of course, the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem is telling us that those numbers could change. Because, you know, they're still trying to sort through the reports and and get all the information ready. This, of course, according to one U.S. official who was talking to the Associated Press on the condition of enemy. Anonymity, of course, because we can't go on the record and tell you the truth. When we go on the record, we have to lie to the American people, much like Anthony Blinken was all over the Sunday morning shows and then hysterics on other uh, Sunday morning shows where they're constantly trying to put cover. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with the money that's been released or is about to be released. Eight billion dollars or more of Iranian funds that are really theirs. And we've just held it for how long now and why? Oh, well, you know, you can only use that for humanitarian reasons. Even the Meet the Press current host pointed out that money is fungible. So it doesn't matter if they use that specific dollar amount particular for the event of funding the terrorism. What they have done is they've taken money they would have had to use for something else and spent it. So you've allowed them to do that. You still created this situation. Pallets of cash from Barack Obama and now this release. And the Iranian officials had already said To multiple media outlets, no, there is no conditions on the release of this cash. So all of this is bovine excrement on the part of Antony Blinken and the Biden administration in an effort to cover their copability. And now, now we're seeing the results, the direct results of copability. So we we have to act like we're standing strong and and act like we don't like terrorism. Uh, So, you know, um, not it. That's so all that was not it. Same official that was talking to the Associated Press uh, on the condition of nobody telling them who this official was. Said that most of the deceased or unaccounted for have dual citizenship with the United States. So somehow that makes it, what, less that somehow that if they happen to be both Israeli and American, that we don't treat them like they're American. Hey, you're fair game. Well guess what? Terrorists consider anybody that's not their group to be fair game. It doesn't matter. Man, woman, elderly, child, none of that matters to these people. They want to send the message. Israel's Minister for Strategic Affairs. He was talking to CNN on State of the Union. He said that American citizens are among the hostages taken by Hamas, but couldn't provide further details about those who may have been killed. Joe Biden? Well, handsy grabby, creepy Uncle Joe. He's out here uh, and he spoke to the Israeli prime minister and he reiterated his Unwavering commitment to Israel's security. Uh, really? You, just like, uh, you know, uh, Barack, uh, my boss, your former boss, the, the, uh, Alu Akbar Hussein guy, that, that, that Barack dude, you both actively work to try and change the office holders in Israel. You don't like their security. You want them to be more leftist, more liberal. You want them overrun. You might as well have been out there chanting along with Rashida Tlaib, who I'm sure if she wasn't afraid of being caught on camera, certainly would have been out chanting from the river to the sea. And by the way, if you don't know what that means, that means they're wiping out all of Israel, that they're claiming the entire nation Israel has tried multiple times to live in peace with these neighbors. They have. That's a little thing that keeps being forgotten by people like Rashida Tlaib and uh, all the members of the squad and any other leftist out there that wants to make false accusations and assertions about Israel. They have offered up a two-state solution, which, of course, is being thrown around over and over again right now by the more mainstream media folks in an effort to sound as if they're not taking the side. But there might have been legitimate motivation for feeling like they should attack. The two-state solution is a no-go, not because of where Israel has been, but because of where the previous and current political activists that are supposed to be the functioning government of the Palestinian people in Gaza and the West Bank, they refuse it. They will not accept it. They want everything that Israel has. They refuse to live in peace with their neighbor them. They're the ones who resulted to terrorism. They're the ones who continue to think that even negotiating with Israel is a sign of weakness. That's what basically happened to Arafat after all his years of being in charge of the PLO, Oh the Palestinian Liberation Organization. We're a strong, scary, evil uh, terrorist organization, and then eventually we're going to be kind of sort of recognized as a legitimate government. So Then we kind of start to act like it, and then the more hardliners that you cultivated are no longer willing to accept them as a leader. And then, poof, you don't matter anymore. The PLO's not a thing anymore, not a real thing, not in comparison to Hamas and Hezbollah. But there's unwavering commitment to Israel's security. You've worked hard, Joe, to try to undo the Abraham Accords. You've worked hard to try to put a wedge between Saudi Arabia formalizing their group and their membership into the Abraham Accords. In fact, including going so far, as to say a bunch of bad words because you didn't like the fact that you blame Saudi Arabia for the murder of a terrorist-supporting so-called Washington Post journalist by the name of Khashoggi. Now, was what happened there shady? Yes, absolutely. Was it bad? Was it evil? I'm willing to say as much. But do I feel as bad for Khashoggi as if he was some innocent? Certainly not, because he was not. He was hiding out here in the States for the most part and being legitimized by supposed newspapers here in order to push more anti-American and anti-Western propaganda onto the world, especially people living here. Anthony Blinken said that uh, uh, Americans have been killed and kidnapped. Reports suggest that. Yet he wouldn't confirm any of that when he was on. I saw that piece. He suggested that some reports indicate that, but he wouldn't confirm it. We have reports that several Americans have been killed. We're working overtime to verify that. At the same time, there are reports of missing Americans. And there again, we're working to verify those reports. But don't worry, our our southern border is most definitely not open and the money that we sent them or have allowed them to be transferred to, well that's only for humanitarian stuff so it's absolutely positively not being used in a bad way the Iranians are such nice people <coughs> and, and their, their people a lot of their people uh, certainly are their government n- not so much a theological hardliner uh, extremist group that follows the teachings of the 12th Imam that is, in fact, dedicated to the destruction of Israel and the United States, people out chanting in the streets, not just death to Israel, but death to Israel and death to the United States. When are you people going to realize that in the grand scheme of things, we have some friends, we have some allies, and then we have some enemies. And we need to remember who those enemies are. And if you think you can convert them easily, then try to convert them. But be smart. Remember, trust, but verify. Only the theory should be here. Continue to verify until they've earned some trust, and even then, continue to verify. Some of these enemies of ours like to play the long game. Some of these enemies of ours have been plotting and patiently waiting for not decades, but more than a century. We need to keep that in mind. Remember, when it comes to some of the people in question, the practice of tequila is what we need to be most concerned about. And for those of you who've heard the timber before but aren't real sure what it means... For those of you who haven't heard the term before at all, it is the Islamic practice of lying to the infidel. You see, a Muslim is not allowed to lie to another Muslim, unless they're the wrong kind of Muslim. But they are allowed to lie to anyone that they deem to be an infidel. They are allowed to lie. In fact, they're encouraged to lie if it furthers the interests of Islam. It's a long-standing practice, and it exists within the practice of the Iranian version of Islam. The Ayatollahs, the Mullahs, those folks hate you. Because even if you're one of these people that are out there cheering in the streets right now, Unless you are a sleeper cell agent for them waiting to be activated in whatever part of the world you happen to be in. They hate you because you're not the right kind of Muslim. You're, the, you're still an infidel. And until that little thing sinks into your head, you got a lot to deal with and a lot to think about. And one of the things that you really need to be thinking about right now If you're anywhere in a Western country that has had a huge influx of refugees from any Arab nation. You need to be thinking about the fact that you could become the victim of terrorists. It's a thing that certainly could happen. So how do you get ready for that? Make sure you've got backup electricity. Make sure you have survival food kits available. Make sure that you're going to be prepared for an extended period of time for maybe you're not getting out and going anywhere because of what might happen. I don't like using this particular tone when I start talking about our friends at Fort Patriots, but right now, if you need any evidence that this is a real possibility, all you have to do is turn on the news and then stop and think about How many people have illegally crossed our southern border? Been more than a few. Unvetted. Hell, half the folks that have been caught and allowed in could be here to do harm to Americans. Because they didn't vet them. They don't know how to vet them. So you need to be ready. Prepare yourself. Make sure you have the things. Water filtration, emergency food kits, backup electricity that doesn't require gasoline or fuel... These are things that they can help you with over at 4Patriots. So just go to 4Patriots.com. That's the number 4, Patriots.com. Don't forget to use promo code TAP at checkout. That's T-A-P-P. Save yourself 10% on whatever your order may be. Uh, page of Bidenomics. Who can afford not to save money? You probably need to. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's take mid-hour break and as we continue we'll uh, move right along. Don't go anywhere I'll be right back.
2: Hello America this is Ken Crow with Conservative Daily Briefing and you are listening to Tim Tap tap into
3: the truth. I am ever mindful of the famous question a lady asked Ben Franklin in Philadelphia on September 17, 1787. What type of government have you given us? To which Mr. Franklin famously answered, a republic if you can keep it. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Whether he realized it or not, Mr. Franklin was telling the inquisitive woman who wondered what type of government was given to us that if this nation is to be great again, the land of the free, home of the brave, we the people must stay on top of matters concerning the operation of every aspect of this republic. If not, elected officials will only continue to govern either on behalf of themselves or the interests of elitist organizations like the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, and other powerful interests and people like the Soros Father and Son Team, Big Pharma, open border advocates like the National Chamber of Commerce, Too often, we the people have allowed ourselves to be conned into falling for the divisive propaganda regarding race, feminism, or that wanting America to be great is somehow not good. My fellow Americans, we can have a better republic than ever before, if you want it. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where go to at The Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social.
4: Beanstalks is designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, Put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstock does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly from your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do.
3: Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hey, Jared, what's up?
5: Well, my company gave me this Pride t-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you.
6: I'm Andrew Krabschat, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on RedBalloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabs. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabshetz from RedBalloon.work. Check us out today.
7: Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Acuary, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find nine-stock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, H-E-B in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. Skull
2: vetted my pillow my passion was to help each and every one of you and 20 years later all of your support is what keeps us going because of you we've been able to create thousands of usa jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever to thank you my employees and i are bringing you a limited edition my pillow the Giza Elegance my pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
0: Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code T-A-P-P or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code T-A-P-P.
3: Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only nineteen ninety eight. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only nineteen ninety
1: eight. From all of us here at MyPillow,
0: by the damn you You're listening to tap into the truth.
4: Of America.
0: People, 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I need to take a, a moment to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Uh, obviously, uh, the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns quickest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have your firearm with you when you need it. It is an issue that a lot of us have had in the past, uh, legal gun owners, where we have allowed discomfort of a particular holster to prevent us from carrying. Now, when it comes to comfort being the rationale for not having your firearm with you when you need it, it seems pretty silly if that horrible, terrible, very no good day should occur where you have to defend yourself, your family, or your friends, your neighbors. Don't let comfort be an issue. Find a comfortable holster. And this is where Vanish Holsters come in. Because not only do they have thousands of customers that swear that they are in fact the most comfortable holster period, they're also designed to save you money. A lot of money if you really look at it. Uh, Number one, it's designed to work without a tactical belt. It allows you to carry two magazines with you, and you don't have to worry about that expense of a tactical belt that will work with the holster in the event that you weren't thinking about it when you buy the holster, which is something that's actually happened to me before. Uh may have happened to some of you, too. I was just thinking, wow, this would be a great holster, and, oh, crap, I'm going to need a different tactical belt for this. It also... Is designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. So, if you are carrying an automatic, a, a semi-automatic handgun, nobody here is carrying automatics. Obviously, we're law-abiding citizens listening to this show. But if you're carrying a semi-automatic, the vanish holster is designed to work with just about every kind you've got. You're not likely to run into something that won't work with it, and that saves you a lot of money because if you're also like me, like a lot of gun owners, maybe you have a number I will say of firearms and maybe you like carrying three maybe four different ones you know depending on what mood you're in what you feel like carrying so on and so forth you don't have to have a different holster for each of those whereas in the past maybe you did so vanish holsters designed to really work out so here's what I'm asking you to do Go visit Vanish Holsters by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Very important to use the backslash T-A-P-P. It lets them know that I sent you, but it also automatically activates for you a $40 discount. And in the age of Bidenomics, a lot of companies out there have been trying hard to hold prices back, including Vanish they're not going to be able to do it much longer. They have told me and they've asked me to remind you folks that they will be having to, uh going to have to move forward with a price increase at some point before the end of the year. They're really, really trying to hold back, but it's going to happen. So the reason for telling you this is so that if you've been looking at it before and you've decided that you're interested, don't hold off any longer. If you wait till that price increase happens, then you're going to miss out on an opportunity for your buying power to get you more. That's all I'm saying, and it seems like a pretty good idea to me. So remember, wwwvnshcom backslash T-A-P-P. Save yourself some money, get a great holster in the process. Uh, remember, super comfortable and saving you money. Uh, What could possibly go wrong? All right. You might need to have that firearm on you for a multitude of reasons besides just exercising your Second Amendment right. You might need to defend yourself, your friends, your neighbors, your family real soon. Hamas confirmed it received support from Iran for the terror attacks on Israel. Now, Hamas a Palestinian Islamic terrorist organization, they've confirmed that they received support from Iran. Now, what does that mean? It means exactly what everybody who's been following the situation forever jumped to the conclusion of the incident this happened. Iran's behind it. Pretty simple, right? Iran wants and has been fighting a proxy war with Israel, and with a few other nations in the region. They've been funding and directing and sending personnel, in some cases, to help train these terrorist organizations so that they could fight this war. The Islamic Republic of Iran has, for several decades now, been the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. This is not my opinion. It's not up for debate. This is a statistical truth that has been acknowledged by everyone outside of the nation of Iran. Now, a spokesperson for Hamas was speaking to someone with the BBC and told the BBC that it received support from Iran and others Although he declined to say who else provided support. Do you know why? Because Iran is going to be the known commodity. Iran is who everybody would already know. But like I pointed out at the onset of the show today, Iran is a small player in a new axis that includes China and Russia. And technically North Korea. But I, that normally just just always lump in North Korea when I say China. That, that's a given. They're also looking to expand that axis of powers. They are, in fact, behind this. China, at the very least, gave their approval and probably sent some cash that way. They want to see what happens. They want America distracted as well. They want Israel not functional in the region because Israel is the stabilizing factor. Israel is the thing that is keeping China from just swooping in and forcing their influence throughout the entire region. Saudi Arabia alone can't stand up to China. Wouldn't very long, they would try. Same thing can be said of almost every other major nation, in it. that's part of why Iran wants to be friends. Iran has been longtime allies with Russia. The fact that Russia is now heavily dependent on China makes China an ally by default. So they have formalized their relationship, people. They're not going to say this part. None of their representatives are going to say that part out loud until the Chinese people are ready. Well, not the people, but the government. Xi Jinping. And the CCP, until they're ready to acknowledge that they've been pulling the strings, they're going to keep it quiet because they're still trying to peddle their influence all throughout Central and South America and other parts of Africa. And they want the world to see them as the good guy until it's too late. Very few countries, even those that are opposed to Israel, would see China as being the good guy if they are seen supporting terrorist operations. But I promise you, at the very least, they had to give the green light. The very least, very minimal. They would have been informed this would not have happened without their knowledge and some level of approval. Now, in Iran, people flocked to the streets to celebrate these attacks on Israel. Many of them were very, very conscientious in this. Many more of them out there celebrating to keep from facing the ire of the Iranian government. But regardless, it was still a sight to behold. It was a great victory for the Iranian people. Hundreds of Israelis dead. Thousands wounded. They were celebrating by shooting fireworks and waving flags and cheering. And, of course, chanting death to Israel, death to America. The Iranian foreign minister spokesperson was out there saying, quote, what took place today is in line with the continuation of victories for the anti-Zionist resistance in different fields, including Syria, Lebanon, and occupied lands. The Iranian supreme leader posted on social media, still allowed on X, formerly known as Twitter, God willing, I'm quoting the post, God willing, the cancer of the usurper Zionist regime will be eradicated at the hands of the Palestinian people and the resistance forces throughout the region. Uh, the resistant forces throughout the region? Uh, would would you be part of that, Khomeini? Would, would you be part of that? I'm just asking for a friend. Top military advisor to uh, Supreme Leader uh, also said, quote, we congratulate the Palestinian fighters. We will stand by the Palestinian fighters until the liberation of Palestine and Jerusalem. Liberation. Jerusalem had this... It, it, doesn't belong to you, doesn't need to be liberated. it needs to be defended from the likes of you. Iran has given billions of dollars to Hamas and other Palestinian terror groups over the last few decades, all in an effort to support attacks against Israel, provided them weapons, money, training, uh, basically anything you might need to fight a covert terrorist proxy war because that's what's been happening that's what's been going Israel has been defending itself from a on and off hot and cold war against Iran but they've had to deal with the faces of Hezbollah and Hamas and other terrorist groups previous to that they're the ones doing the actual fighting and then the hiding hiding in hospital hiding in schools hiding in tunnels that are built under hospitals and schools, hiding in ways so that if the Israelis actually retaliate in a reasonable fashion, actually defend themselves, exercise their right to exist, that they're still made to look like the bad guys on the world stage. Why? Because they had to go into a hospital or a school to go get the bad guys who are hiding there. If you're so righteous... If you're such a brave and wonderfully on the right side of everything soldier, why are you hiding behind children and sick people? Why are you hiding behind children and elderly? Why are you hiding behind people that you kidnapped during your acts of terrorism? Why would you need to do that if you're justified? Why would you need to do that if you're the good guy? Spoiler alert, the good guys don't do that. I can hear some idiot, moron, lefty who's on board with the Oh, Israel is an apartheid state. They've done it to the Palestinians, right? No. What they've done is they've taken into custody known terrorists. Not always. Sometimes they weren't. Okay. Uh, What if there was, and I'm not saying that you're even right on that assertion, but what if there was a mistake? What if there was somebody with a very similar name that got scooped up. What if there was somebody just hanging out with the wrong other people? You know, if we see you down on the street corner with a group of guys that are gangbangers and they're selling drugs, and you're just hanging out with them, and at some point the cops show up and they arrest you for being a gangbanger or uh, for selling drugs, is it the cop that's wrong? Because you are hanging out with all these people? you know this notion of guilt by association used to be something that parents would teach their children now should that stand up in court should it be legal? no it's not going to get you convicted if you don't happen to be one of these people but the police are not wrong to suspect you and in this case the israeli military is not wrong to suspect uh, somebody who's been hanging out with a known terrorist or group of terrorists You get what I'm saying? Does that make any sense to the lefties out there listening? Of course it doesn't, because you guys are brain dead numb above the shoulders incapable of understanding anything but the talking points and the uh, ridiculous non-playable character information that you're programmed with and you just want to go out and chant something stupid. It is Unbelievable. The Biden administration, they've strengthened and emboldened uh, the regime over in Iran. They've given them money. They've talked smack. They've attacked uh, Iran's enemies in the region, primarily Saudi Arabia. Look, uh, the you don't have to take my word for it. The Foundation for Defense of Democracies, foreign policy experts, they said it. In fact, qu- quote right here, The Biden administration has strengthened and emboldened the regime in Iran. It's a a non-profit group focusing on national security and foreign policy. They're not a big fan of would-be tyrants doing bad, terrible things. They're not a big fan of us helping to make them stronger, helping to make the world less safe. They're not particularly hardcore conservatives. They're certainly not on Team Red, but... They do recognize the reality of national security and international security. And that has been on the ropes, endangered by the actions of the Biden administration since he took the oath of office. So, so what, some of you may be asking. What does it really mean? What does it matter that the Biden administration loosened the sanctions on Iran the whole time that they were trying to facilitate a reemergence to the defunct and terrible, horrible, very no good Iran nuclear deal, which, of course, failed to deliver. And the result's been Iran's ability to sell millions of barrels of oil per day. I'm sorry, that money's not just going to humanitarian causes. Biden greenlit a $10 billion uh, transfer from Iraq to Iran. Did that back in July and in August. He approved the unfreezing of the $6 billion in Iranian oil revenues. Defenders? The Biden administration claimed that the money did not go to terrorism, but Iran's president, Iran's president, uh, the face for the mullahs and the grand leader, said that Iran would spend it however they wanted to. Thumb in the eye, and uh, and ignoring of. Of the lies the Biden administration probably asked them to agree to. Well, this is what we're going to tell our people to make it okay. And all we really need you to do is when we send you this money, you at least pretend as if that's all you're going to do. And they're like, eh, send us the money. Nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to tell the truth. You guys are a bunch of wusses that can't do jack. You can't even tie your own freaking shoes, which is probably literal in the case of Joe Biden at this point, but beside the point. Need them to lie for them. The fact that Hamas is willing to say, yes, we got material support from Iran, but would not tell you who the others were, but did say, Iran. And others means that certain people aren't willing to come out of the shadows, but it's not a hard dot to connect here. We've been talking for the last, what, 8, 10, 14 months now about the ties between China and uh, Iran getting closer, uh, due largely thanks to the ties between China and Russia getting closer. China sees an opportunity, and they see some useful idiots. They believe that they're going to be the last one standing, but they do believe they need allies in their effort to overturn and disrupt the idea that is America. The idea that we have a ton of Americans trying to outdo and undo, to dissolve, pretend as if there's nothing positive or good that comes from the notion of a constitutionally federated republic, the effort for individual liberty, for the people to be the sovereigns of the nation, and that the government, in fact, be confined and constrained and answerable to the people in a reasonable and fashionable way. It is unconscionable that we have college professors and have elected officials that are spouting that type of nonsensical Propaganda that is so anti-American, and that there are children that are being brought up and raised to believe that negative shite about the United States, and not just the United States either, but all Western nations. They'll point out a couple of places that are dark chapters in our history and claim that that's the the epithet for why. It should just be dissolved, should just be torn down, and they should put some socialist enslavement mentality in its place. Only they don't understand that socialism equals slavery. They don't understand that part because that hasn't been taught to them, and they haven't been taught critical thinking. They haven't been taught history. They've only been taught that uh, 1619 could have been real, so we should treat it like it is. We should treat it like America is a terrible nation because it was founded on slavery. No, no, no. America was founded as an individual nation on the principles of individual liberty, and the discussion about ending slavery was had right off the bat. Now, Should they have went ahead and pulled the trigger? We can debate that all day. But would have the nation survived? Would it have been able to stand if they had done anything any differently than how they did? Obviously not. And if it wasn't founded on individual liberty, if it wasn't founded on individual uh, freedom, there would have never come an end to slavery because there is still slavery practiced in many parts of the world, including parts of the world that are run by hardcore uber- committed Islamists, the kind that are involved with acts of terrorism against Israel, the United States, Germany, France, England, you know, the entire Western civilization and their allies. No. They try using the notions and the freedoms and the liberties that are provided here in America, as a weapon against America. And there are too many children that are falling victim to that mindset, that are being taught that, oh, well, you know, it's just bad. Colonialism is bad. Capitalism is bad. Oh, no, 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 it's not just bad, it's evil. It was built on the backs of those who are incapable of standing up for themselves. Is that even true? Again, we've had some dark chapters, but where have we gone? What have we come from? How far down the road have we come together? If we weren't built on the idea of individual liberty, we would still have slavery. If we weren't built on the idea of individual liberty, we wouldn't have women uh, allowed to own property or to vote. These are things that happened. It took time. It took effort. It took energy. But the only reason it didn't happen right at the start, and if you'll read the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers and and understand the conversations and the debates that took place at that point in time, the only reason it didn't happen then is because of fear of division that would have brought our then hopefully unified group of states that would have just ripped them apart? And how long would the United States have lasted if they had been split, if every individual state refused to unite, if they refused to stay together, if even just one state had left at that point in time? How long could they have stood? (coughs) Excuse me. The founders, the framers, they understood that to be the case, and they didn't want to take the risk because they knew at some point we would get to that place where these things would happen. There was no doubt. All right, let's reset the hour, and we'll pick up the next topic, but we're still mostly talking about the response to the terrorist attacks against Israel. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Homeschooled on their farm Making so much more from so much less
2: Hi, I'm George Sinzer of Firefox News Online Productions. And you're listening to Tim Tapp on Tap Into the Truth. And
1: I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the man who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt. USA.
0: And God bless Israel as well. All right, so here we are, guys. We're, we're having a lot of conversation today about the Palestinian Hamas uh, terrorist attack on Israel, how American citizens have been caught up in that. I would say there was probably a good number of people from other parts of the world as well uh, not a lot of reporting going on about that yet, but I guarantee you as we move into the next stage of reporting and as terrorist attacks continue to occur, and I guarantee you there will be more, we're going to see people have to start connecting the dots. There are going to be people that demand some level of retribution, not just against Hamas, but against other groups as well, including Iran and the people that are smart enough to figure out that this there's some level of culpability here from China. I, I don't care what anybody else wants to say about it. Of course, we're going to hear how the Biden administration has no culpability because they didn't do anything wrong in allowing Iran to have the kind of money to facilitate this attack. Oh, no, no, they didn't do anything wrong. You're certainly going to hear them deny that China had uh, any foreknowledge or would have approved this action, or even worse, may have actually helped to fund and facilitate it too. I don't think that was necessary for that, but I do guarantee you that they did have to approve it right now because Iran is under China's thumb, uh, almost as bad as Russia is. And yes, this little axis that has emerged, that they're still trying to expand, China's pulling those strings. China is the one clearly in charge. There's not an equal putting amongst this group, it is China. They are in charge. And they, at the very least, had to be notified and had to give their permission to okay it. And until people start telling you that, until people start acknowledging that, there's going to be a fog around this. And uh, we need to understand, China is very adversarial right now. China wants open hostility. They they want us locked down in Ukraine. They want us concerned about what's happening in Israel. And there may very well be one other hot spot that gets opened up as a distractionary point to to work the American uh, government a bit thinner on actions for world peace before they decide to go ahead and take Taiwan. But make no mistake about it. This is still a testing of the waters, and Israel is a major obstacle for China continuing to grow their influence in the region. So, I promise you, they're okay with what happened. Period. You know who else is okay with it? Democratic representative from the great state of Michigan, Rashida Tlaib. Proudly identifies herself as a Palestinian American. And of course, we all know she's a member of the squad, one of the founding four of the squad. Rashida Tlaib. Right there with Ilhan Omar. Right there with our good friend AOC. She broke her silence on the Hamas militant attack with a statement placing fault on what she called an apartheid system backed by the United States. Yes, that's right. She couldn't bring herself to say that the people that launched the terrorist attack on innocent people were to blame. No, 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 no. It's Israel because Israel's an apartheid system. Now, I would like to take a moment to define for you what an apartheid System is. Yes. It, it is a system that relies heavily on segregation, normally based on race. Now, for those of you that are familiar with how Israel treats Arabs in the region, you're going to find it hard to believe that apartheid is an actual legitimate reasonable description of what happens in the Zionist nation. They have a significant number of Arabs that are Israeli citizens, that have embraced citizenship within Israel, and that they're treated exactly the same as every other citizen. In fact, the there's one group within the freaking government and of course they have a a government that's not that dissembler from England where you know they just get these different factions together and then they have to create these coalitions and then the coalitions will roll together uh, as the party in charge Uh, they have one of those coalitions that is getting very close to uh, having a significant possibly getting close to half of their legislative body that they're not Jews they're legally holding office they're participating in the government that is not an apartheid state so it's not based on race the discrimination that Rashida Talib keeps talking about in regards to the so called Palestinian people is strictly due to the fact that they keep putting terrorists in charge Those terrorists keep attacking Israeli citizens, and so they have to be treated like they're a dangerous combatant group, because they are. But can Rashida Tlaib say that? No, 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 no. You see, the district in Michigan that she's been elected to is made up predominantly of Palestinian-Americans. And if she was to actually speak out against Hamas or Hezbollah or Iran or even the failures of the Palestinian people in electing a reasonable leadership so they could actually maybe move forward in peace with Israel. Now, if she points that out as being... A possible cause for the continuation of the conflict, then she's not going to get reelected, is she? So even if she believed differently, she's not allowed to say it. But the problem is, I don't think that she believes differently. I think this is exactly what she believes. Her little statement, <clears throat> quoting now, I grieve for the Palestinian and Israeli lives lost. I am determined, as ever, to fight for a just future where anyone can live in peace without fear and with true freedom, equal rights, and human dignity. Okay, well then, and if that's the truth, there, Representative Talib, why aren't you encouraging them to simply enter into peace with Israel? Why aren't you encouraging them to give up the notion of having a Palestinian state restored and become citizens of Israel, or at least moved out of the region and moved to a country that they might feel more comfortable with. Except, of course, none of those countries want the so-called Palestinian people uh, to migrate to their country. That's why they're in these areas to start with. But why is that not what you're calling for? Why is that not what you're encouraging? If you actually believe that, if you truly grieve for both the Palestinian and Israeli lives that were lost, the Palestinian and Israeli lives lost yesterday, today, and every day. Why are there lives being lost every day? Israel has no interest in continuing to have to fight their neighbors. That's been demonstrated time and time again. All you have to do is look at the negotiations as they've been offered. They have offered to give up so much territory to these so-called Palestinian people in so many different occasions, and yet it's constantly turned down, not by Israel. Israel was ready to ratify it. They were ready to move forward. They would give it to them if they would just... Live in peace. But no, that's not good enough for the terrorists who keep being put in charge of these so-called Palestinian people. It's just not. And Rashida Talib having the nerve to make such a statement as if somehow the victim of the terrorist attack is at fault. But you know, that's that's how they play this game. It's how they played it for a long time. I mean, it's exactly what Ilhan Omar goes around talking about Somalia. Oh, America was so very bad, even though America is who got her and her family out of Somalia before they would have been murdered by the local powers in the middle of their barbaric warlord feuds. Yeah, uh, my thank you to America is to come here and talk about how terrible America is. And here we are with Rashida Tlaib, who has not been ever... Forced to live in the Palestinian territories. But she's been to visit because she has a grandmother who's uh, still living, I believe, in the West Bank, if I'm not mistaken. If it is the Gaza Strip, it doesn't matter. She's in one of them. I'm pretty sure it's the West Bank. But that's irrelevant. What is relevant is the fact that these people continue to choose terrorists to lead them and they don't stand together to stop them. Back to quoting Rashida Talib, The path to the future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid system that creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. You're saying that justifies terrorism. You're saying, Rashida Taleb, that it's Israel's fault. And I know I keep saying this over and over again, but the path to peace has been offered. The olive branches have been offered. Territory has been offered. More territory than they're even asking for now has been offered in the past and Never again has it ever been accepted by the so called Palestinian uh, leadership. Instead, they would rather bite the hand that's willing to offer the olive branch. You want them to give back the occupied territories? Okay. Israel would probably do that. But here's the problem. If you're going to give back the occupied territories, you actually have to give back to the people that have been occupying it before. That means Jordan and Egypt. N- not the Palestinian people that are there now. They've never had a claim to that land. Not the people that are there now. That's just where they've been living. <laughs> Egypt and Jordan. Got it? That's what territories are currently occupied, where the Palestinian people are currently living. Suffocating and dehumanizing conditions. Sorry, again, all of that would be cleared up if they would just denounce terrorism. Just denounce it. No more. Not allow it. Treat anybody that commits an act of terrorism against one of their neighbors, Israel especially, You treat them like the criminals they are. You bring them to justice. Maybe take care of it yourself. Or maybe even turn them over to Israel and let them take care of it. You start acting like you want to be part of the community of civilized nations. And you might just end up there. A strange idea, I know. You want the blockade gone? You want the occupation over? You want the dismantling of an apartheid state that is not an apartheid state. Like the so-called leadership of the so-called Palestinian people, you're asking for things that aren't possible to be given because the apartheid state doesn't exist. Israel is not apartheid, and they have demonstrated it simply by the number of Arabs that are freely operating as equal and lawful citizens of Israel. That's all they have wanted since the Israeli state in the modern form was created. The modern Israeli state, they just wanted to get along with their neighbors. They just want to live in peace. They were taught some rather harsh lessons previous to and during World War II. There are people who understand that, number one, You got to be hard if you're going to live in this world. Number two, you have to be prepared to defend yourself because you have enemies that want you to be annihilated, not just beaten, not just defeated, annihilated. You have organizations that you're dealing with that have in their charter documents that their founding principle is the annihilation of the Israeli people, the ending of the Jewish people. And if you think that's limited to just Israel, well, you're wrong about that, too. It's been made quite clear. But, oh, no, Rashida Tlaib has the answers. We just need to, what, wipe out Israel? She wasn't done, though. She had more to say. The failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege, occupation, and apartheid makes no one safer. Again, she keeps using this. She keeps using this word. I do not think it means what she thinks it means. She just knows that people associated a negative aspect of the segregation in South Africa, the South African apartheid. So she wants to try to use the same verbiage because she's trying to promote the same image. She's not the only one who does this, by the way, but she refuses to let it go, even though Apartheid doesn't mean what is happening between the checkpoints allowing these so-called Palestinian people to live their lives on the other side of the checkpoint. They only go into these regions when they're forced to. There are some Jewish people that settled in the regions before the drawback, and they granted them the right to stay. If you had spent time building yourself a house, a business, a life somewhere, you'd probably would want to be able to do that too. But this is not some invasion. This is territory that rightfully belongs to Israel. Even they refer to it as the occupied territories because it wasn't actually originally part of the modern state of Israel as defined at the end of World War II. But it is Israel Israeli territory. They rightfully took that territory during the Six-Day War. When they faced off against all of their Arab neighbors in the region who thought they should just go ahead and wipe them off the face of the earth again. You know what? If they had been successful, this group of people would still not have a home. They would not be welcome, and they certainly wouldn't be used by Arabs in the region as a sticking point to try and gain international attention and support to try to end Israel politically. They would be ignored. They would be treated like pariahs. In fact, they would have probably been forced to become refugees throughout Europe and here in the United States. That's most likely what would have happened to all these people if the Arabs had been successful in the Six-Day War. Because they're not welcome in any other Arab state. Otherwise, they would have been moved there. They would have been evacuated there a long time ago. Humanitarian efforts would have said, you're living in such terrible conditions. Let's get you somewhere where it's safe. This would have happened long before these people would have built homes and lives and spent generations there. If they had anywhere else to go, they would have got there. But that's the terrible truth that nobody even wants to admit publicly anymore about the people that claim the mantle of being Palestinian. The majority of you are the descendants of people who were exiled from Jordan. You're mostly ex-Jordanians. That's why you weren't welcomed into Iran. That's why you weren't welcomed into Lebanon. That's why you weren't welcomed into Egypt. They don't want you there because your forefathers, your ancestors, took a shot at the royal family in Jordan and missed. And they got no reason to believe you would act any differently in their kingdoms. Which, strangely enough, most of these countries are still kingdoms. Us Westerners have a hard time wrapping our mind around that idea, but yeah, you know, yeah. If you're in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the royal family—it's the royal—they're calling the shots. It's not like in England where you're a figurehead; uh, you're actually the folks in charge. That's what was happening in Jordan at the time. You took the shot, you missed, you got exiled, you had no home. It would almost have been more humanitarian if Israel had just went ahead and wiped you all out. Ooh, harsh, right? It is harsh. I shouldn't say that. But to sit here and read what Rashida Talib had to say about this, to, to watch the media coverage, to see people like Uh, Folks on MSNBC taking the side of the terrorists instead of taking the side of our ally in the region, our only real ally in the region, taking the side of people that are actually freedom loving and entered into a covenant with God. And and I don't know, people that generally, (laughs) they understand how the world works but they generally can be counted on as a friend to an American if you're traveling abroad. Yeah, I I think you're on the wrong side. The failure to recognize the violent reality of living under siege. They're not under siege. They face repercussions when their so-called leaders do things against the Israeli people, the citizens of the nation of Israel which includes, as I've already said, several Arabs living under occupation. Nobody wants to be under occupation, but guess what? You don't have a home. You don't have a legal right to claim it. And maybe if you wanted to claim the West Bank or Gaza as a Palestinian state, maybe you should have forced your so-called leadership to take Israel up on the deal when they offered it to you. Any one of the multiple times they have. Yes, I'm going to keep hammering that point home too. And I'm sorry, but it's just so asinine to hear somebody like Rashida Tlaib make these statements when it is so clear that she believes this and she has fallen victim to terrorist propaganda as opposed to just taking a few minutes to learn the actual history. She says that no person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. Okay, well, I don't disagree with the sentiment, but look around the world, honey. We got people right here. We have people in the United States of America in one of the most developed countries in the world that have to suffer and have to live in fear of violence, uh, mostly in blue-controlled parts of the country where you should really be afraid of violence, but uh, doesn't matter where you're at. All around the world, Rashida. Representative Tlaib. All around the world. So no person, no child anywhere should have to suffer or live in fear of violence. How are you going to fix that? By putting terrorists in charge of your people? By supporting terrorist acts against nations that have a military superiority to you? Does that seem like the smart thing to do? Or maybe there's a better, more diplomatic way to go about making those changes. Maybe it would have been smart to accept a deal that was offered that would have allowed you to have your own nation that that would have had respected and recognized borders. Maybe any one of those things would have been a little bit closer to this not having to live in fear of violence she continues we cannot ignore the humanity in each other oh well no I I gotta say rashida it kind of seems like when you're shooting rockets into civilian areas and you're kidnapping people uh, not just soldiers but also civilians up that seems like some folks are ignoring the humanitarian humanity in others. It seems like that to me. I Correct me if I'm wrong. She's still not done. She also said, As long as our country provides billions in unconditional funding to support the apartheid government, this heartbreaking cycle of violence will continue. Uh, basically saying... We're going to completely ignore the fact that Iran and now, through extension, China and Russia are involved in a proxy war against Israel and therefore also involved in a proxy war against the United States. Because, again, Iran, they don't just chant death to Israel. The chant is always death to Israel, death to America. They feel like they have to take Israel out before they can take the United States out. That's the plan. They are coming for the United States if they ever feel like they can get there. And now they have the blessings of China and nobody wants to make that connection yet. The heartbreaking cycle of violence has nothing to do with being divided based on race. It has everything to do With the fact that the terrorists that are supposed to be the leadership of the so-called Palestinian people are terrorists. That's who they are. That's what their nature is. They feel as every bit is justified based on the exact same arguments that you're making here Representative to They they believe it in their heart, they feel it in their bones. They have absolutely no remorse because they've been the victims of these perceived wrongs. When the truth of the matter is that when you look into it, when you delve into the truth of these perceived wrongs, it's not Israel that's guilty of doing anything other than defending themselves, their right to exist, a right that we The United States of America, along with our allies, committed and entered into a covenant with Israel, the Jewish people, and with God in the creation of the modern Israeli state. We gave them, we returned to them, their historical biblical home. They had first claim to that. It was taken from them. We gave it back. And if you think things are bad now, break that covenant. Now, of course, Talib, uh, she's faced backlash over comments in the past about Israel. She's clearly an anti-Semite. She's made it clear her and her little running buddy, Elhan Omar, are, are horrible anti-Semitic. Not anything new there. We we've, we've known it for a long time. Of course, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't say the words, but she basically acknowledged it a couple of times. But acknowledging that. It doesn't change anything here. She's also received received praise from some of these same people who should be calling her out for failing to uphold her oath of office. Because that's exactly what she's done. She's received praise even from the guy who's currently using 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as the world's most expensive nursing home. Talking about Joe Biden, of course. Joe Biden said that he admired her passion during a 2021 speech in Michigan. Her statement on Sunday has drawn a familiar wave of condemnation from the GOP side, but not from the left. The National Republican Congressional Committee responded with a a post on X, formerly Twitter that said extreme House Democrats, including their leader, anti-Semite sympathizer, Hakeem Jeffries, can either condemn this anti-Semitic victim-blaming or they can agree with it. Jeremy Redfern, press secretary to Florida Republican Ron DeSantis, who of course is running for president. He said, quote, the last sentence is probably the worst part. Essentially, she's saying that the murdering of Jews will continue until the U.S. stops supporting Israel. Many U.S. leaders have issued statements condemning Hamas and expressing support for Israel as it goes to war. Among them was Jeffries, who said in Congress, that the Congress must stand with Israel until the invasion by Hamas has been crushed and security in the southern Israel and throughout the country has been permanently restored. So, good for Jeffries. Corey Bush, another member of the squad, Also released a statement that said, quote, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israeli military occupation and apartheid. See, the squad can't help themselves. They do support that anti-Semitism. They do support the ending, the annihilation of Israel. Why? Because... They can't help themselves. It's the truth of how they feel. They are anti-American at their heart, and they're anti-Israeli because Israel is also a freedom-loving people that just wants to lead by example. Now, know a lot of folks out there may not agree with that. You may think differently about how the Zionist nation behaves, but at the end of the day, when you have offered as many times as these folks have in an effort to live in peace with their neighbors who've done nothing but show that they would wipe them from existence if given half a chance, I think the Oedipus is on the side of the so-called Palestinian people, uh, and certainly on the side of the Iranian government, to prove that they're somehow the victims here. And all those people that have been killed, especially those with dual American citizenship if you're living here if you are a citizen of this nation and if you are not expecting some semblance of justice to be dealt out for the actions taken against fellow Americans then maybe you should seriously consider moving to another country yourself don't forget about our friends over at 4patriots.com With the southern border having been left open, don't be surprised if we don't start seeing in some of these major cities, and maybe even some of the more rural areas, actions being taken against American citizens right here on American soil. We are a target of these extremists. They will lash out when they are given the opportunity and given permission by their superiors. Do not be surprised. In the meanwhile, do not be caught off guard. Do not be caught unprepared. Be ready. Be ready. Have emergency food kits on standby ready in case you either can't get to a grocery store for one reason or another. Maybe it's just not safe to go. Or in case the supply chains have been cut off to the point that your grocery store doesn't have jack. you need to be able to feed you and your family. Get the emergency backup food kits. You got to have them. Maybe you still need electricity, too. They've got you covered there as well. So for Patriots.com. use promo code TAP at checkout when you uh, place your order. That's T-A-P-P. Save you 10% on your order. Uh, in the age of Bidenomics, you got got to save money where you can. So, again, that's the number four, Patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this break. Hi, I'm Richard Battle, author and speaker and media commentator, and you're listening to Tim Tapp on Tapping the Truth.
3: If anyone doesn't believe that Joe Biden, the rest of the Socialist Democrats, and their rhino lackeys are scheming to destroy this republic beyond repair, I pray that they see the light before it's much too late. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ever since Trump left office... Government officials like Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nasty Pelosi and others have made sure the United States is on pace for a soon-to-come economic and possible military calamity she may not recover from. Our gross domestic product growth rate lags behind Russia, which is fully engaged in the effort to crush Biden's corrupt buddy Zelensky and his alleged human trafficking, money laundering Ukraine. Biden's no secure border policy could soon result in the United States completely overrun by illegals. Man, oh man, U.S. military is focused on its diversity and lowering standards, while Chinese soldiers are training harder than ever before as they prepare to take Taiwan. The United States of America must turn away from her utter foolishness before China checkmates our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. See ya.
5: Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, There have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at
3: independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to Blue BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds,
2: It has four custom moth levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60 day money back guarantee and 10 year warranty
0: go to mypillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936 that's mypillow.com with promo code TAPP
3: use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary mypillow queen size retails for 69.98 now only 19.98 that's right get a queen size mypillow for only
2: 19.98 from all of us here at mypillow
5: hey jared what's up well my company gave me this pride t-shirt they say i gotta wear it to celebrate the lgbtq that's not really my thing and well i sure as hell don't want to promote it yeah i can understand that what are you gonna do i don't know i'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. i mean i've worked 20 years for this company well they've been great until they started all this crap I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense.
2: Yep, yeah, I hear
5: you.
6: I'm Andrew Krabschutz, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on RedBalloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschutz. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschetz from RedBalloon.work. Check us out today. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer, songwriter, and founder of the award-winning
4: homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York,
6: Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named top six in the world in Forbes. We're also being
4: featured in Rolling Stone Magazine, Billboard Magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So, Boone's Bourbon is a high proof, cash strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina, with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon.
1: I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life.
5: Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap into the Truth with Tim Tapp.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that break. Want to, before I get to the next story, uh, talk to you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Now, Vanish Holster has a phenomenal product, and as with any phenomenal product, they already have some folks that are trying to, to knock them off, trying to show that they can do stuff better, uh, that they're so much good. And I've seen some of these products, and i got to say, while they sound good in theory, they don't quite live up to what Vanish holsters doing. So what I want to remind you is they already have thousands of customers that are willing to swear to you that Vanish is the most comfortable holster, period. I remind you that Vanish is there and designed to help save you money uh, by working with 99% of semi-automatic handguns, by working without a tactical belt, by allowing you to carry in multiple positions, by carrying two additional magazines in case a quick reload is necessary. They've got all that going for them, plus they are just so gosh darn comfortable that you might almost forget that you're even wearing it. It's perfect for concealed carry. So if you're somewhere that you're doing the concealed carry, it's perfect. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. Go visit them. Check it out. See for yourself. Do that by going to www.vnsh.com. Backslash TAPP. Very important to use the backslash TAPP because that's going to automatically activate for you a $40 discount on anything you decide to purchase should you decide to make a purchase. And again, our friends at Vanish Holster have been very insistent that I remind you that there will be a price increase coming before the end of the year. They've tried to hold off. They were hoping. Catch a break, but between Bidenomics and their efforts for upgrading the facilities and moving the facilities, it's just made it necessary. So while you still have a chance to buy at the current lower prices, go do it now. Uh, If you've been putting it off and thinking, okay, I'm going to save up, it's going to cost you more later. So, you know, do what you got to do, rearrange the uh, finances. But if you're planning on buying uh, anything from Vanish, you're better suited to save the money and buy sooner rather than later. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Take advantage of it now. Uh, Also, we no longer uh, have an ongoing campaign with our friends over at Native Path. However, I would still encourage you to visit fixswollenfeet.com and uh, check out that special offer available for listeners of tapping to the truth. The link is still live. will be for a while in case you come across an older episode. And I would just highly recommend you check out and see everything because I'm waiting for my new order to come in should be pretty much any day. Now uh, I'm going to continue to use the product because it's worked extremely well for me. And all I'm asking again, is that you visit, check it out for yourself and give it a try. If you have any concerns about any of the things that they address, give it a try. Worst case scenario, it doesn't help you any better than anything else on the market. Best case scenario, it works for you at least as well as it has for me. And that will be worth it. All right. Um, let's take a look at an example of some of the left-wing reaction here in the United States from, in regards to the attack, the terrorist attack in Israel. A Washington Post columnist who once led the paper's international opinions section, she lent support this week to those kidnapping, raping, and killing Israeli citizens. Uh, Karen uh, Atal, Atal? I, I don't know, A T T I A H. Anyway, Karen, she's a, I'm going to use air quotes here, prominent journalist. See, Karen echoed a social media post by a fringe Somali that said, quote, What did y'all think decolonization meant? Vibes? Papers? Essays? Losers. She followed it up. Now, the Expo suggests that those on the left who bandy about terms like decolonization but don't support the terrorism of Hamas suggest that those people are hypocrites. And that that's exactly what the leftist academics are pushing for with that language. When you say decolonization, you're talking about terrorist activities. Now, of course, Karen at the Washington Post, she reposted someone else elaborating on that same thought. Uh, Quote here, all my American education taught was that we, I'm sorry, was that all we have to do to fight brutal racist oppression is schedule a single die-in, or refuse to give up a single seat on a bus, and justice automatically prevails through nonviolence. Karen justified the terrorism, non-state actors inflicting violence for political gain, by writing, quote, We are forced to see state violence as justified and moral, while violence by non-state actors isn't. This is changing. But is it, Karen? I mean, are we going to see an actual change and see acts of terrorism as being acceptable, uh, a legitimate way to go about creating change? Because in the entire history of the world, Terrorism has never made a positive change for the people committing the acts of terrorism. It has yet to do so. And it's not likely to, because you make enemies of the people who would be your friends. It's just that simple. You... Make enemies of the people who would be your allies, and while you may gain some other allies in other parts of the world that aren't directly connected, that are willing to once again go to social media, uh, type some pretty words of support, uh, might be willing to schedule one of those die-ins you were talking about in the earlier post, It doesn't mean that they're still going to be on your side if it affects their neighborhood. If you start targeting them for their failure to adequately support you. And oh, by the way, rest of leftist America, listen closely to this information that they're admitting to. Listen to the verbiage. Listen to what they're saying. Believe them when they tell you who they are. Karen... Karen reposted someone else saying, quote, I suspect that what we have instead are mostly people who believe that violence is only the legitimate province of some people. And what is morally required of everyone else is submission. Again, this is an effort to somehow make it okay to justify this terrorist action. Now, Karen Ataya is who she is. She can't help it. Uh, Ataya boasted that she is the real deal, not someone who uses the terms as vague platitudes. In fact, she said, quote, let me get this right now, Miss Ataya, quote, I studied race construction, human rights, and global anti-colonial resistance in college and grad school. Honey, we did the scholarship way before it was cool. Alright, first of all, it's not cool. It's never going to be cool. It's definitely not cool. And where the hell did you go to college where you could study race construction, human rights, and global anti-colonial resistance as a course load in college or grad school. Because that college needs to be shut down. And any others offering something similar, needs to share the same fate. Ms. Ataya reposted on X, uh, quote, liberation, self-determination, and peace for all oppressed and colonized people. That's my politics. Um, yeah, except how do you get to liberation? How do you get to self-determination when your so-called leaders are terrorists? How do you find peace when you are in a position where if you don't go along with the terrorists who are supposed to be your leaders, you find yourself on the wrong end of the same type of actions and activities? There is no liberation in that scenario. There's no self-determination. You don't get determination until you liberate yourself from the terrorists. And as far as being oppressed, they're being far more oppressed by Hezbollah and by Hamas than they are by the Israelis. And they're not colonized. They're getting to live free as long as they will live in peace in a territory that still technically belongs to Israel and probably should moving forward. So your politics also represents the fact that you're stupid. And honey, you can keep doing the scholarship But scholarship without merit isn't worth bragging about. And I would question if it's even really scholarship, is it? Learn the whole story. Not just the bits and pieces and then the propaganda that's shoved down your throat with it. She celebrated that once... Uh, Media personalities got banned from TV, uh, saying that that became okay. Celebrated? She retweeted, quote, While it may not seem like it, public opinion has shifted on the Palestinian plight. For example, comments that once got Mark Lamont Hill fired are now openly debated as Israel implements apartheid state. And again, there's the apartheid, it's an inappropriate use, it's not correct, that is not what's happening there. Anyway, she continues part of the same quote, It has been astonishing to watch the movement gain ground. Mostly because of people and idiots like you, Miss Ataya. Hello, I'm supposed to be an important voice in journalism when it comes to the international stage. Listen to me. I'm smarter than you, even though I'm clearly dumb as a box of rocks. In fact, I think I'm going to get hate emails from multiple boxes of rocks now for being equated to your intelligence level. And before I start getting them, I deserve them. All you Box of Rocks out there, I do formally apologize. It was an unfair comparison. I should have found something else. Because this lady, well, this lady is a prime example of what we can expect from mainstream legacy media. Uh, but she's not that bright. She's earned degrees. But she's not that bright. And she's retweeting a bunch of stuff. I'm sorry. Mark Lamont Hill was fired because he said things that were inappropriate and was not accepted by his employer at the time, because they were smart enough to know that there are certain lines you don't cross. Even if you want to push a certain agenda, you don't cross certain lines. The post also said, uh, some a different post, someone else was saying that in the media, that the media sides with oppressors and murderers, Basically saying that, oh, well, you know, that's the Jewish people. And then she said, quote, I also see the ways our industry embraces the elevation of oppressors, murderers, thieves, and political manipulators, and expects the oppressed to share the same space. So what does that mean exactly? Uh, Shouldn't an oppressed people be happy to share the same space as the impressor because uh, that means they're not quite so oppressed anymore if they're technically sharing the same space, right? No, no, no. It's the industry that's sharing the same space with the oppressors, But that's not what you said. You said that the oppressed is expected to share the same. Miss Atiyah. Miss Karen Ataya is so dark, so willing to support this. But she's not the only one. She's a far cry from the only one. She's just one of the more vocal members of the media. And this is why mainstream legacy media, you can't trust any of the things they say about this. Anything they do say, you need to take with a grain of salt. Even if they seem to be on the side of Israel, be careful that they're not trying to set up some gotcha moment. Printed media, same thing. Elected politicians, uh, chances are if there's a D at the end of their name, they feel the same way that uh, Rashida Tlaib does. That's got to be it for tonight, though. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with me to the end while I ranted and tried to get some of this stuff off my chest. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain. Because using your brain is the only way to tap into the truth. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back make
1: America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say Stick your progress where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess away from me and mine If you leave us alone,
4: well, we'd all be just fine
7: if the good
5: are unafraid.